0: Hey guys, and welcome to a special edition of Geek Out, hosted by Those Guys Geek. I'm Steve. I'm Jason. And as you can hear, Chris is not with us today for this discussion. He has a bit of a busy day going on, so he is uh, away right now. So me and Jason are going to do this one on our own, just kind of classic Those Guys Geek style. And uh, first off, guys, we want to thank you so much for going over to the website and giving... Our stories a little click. You know, we've been uh, kind of on a bit of a hiatus in the past couple weeks, but we're hoping to ramp things up. Uh, we have some great ideas that are coming on the go. But uh, like we've always said, you can always find all of our stories at thoseguysgeek.com. And right now, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, we're going to talk about Star Wars.
1: Well, specifically. Star Wars Rebels.
0: Specifically, Star Wars Rebels. Um, So anybody who knows myself, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and the second season of Star Wars Rebels just started up, but uh, we're going to talk about season one right now and our impressions, and Jason, I know you've been pretty vocal about this show um, in the past, talking about how you really, really enjoyed this show.
1: Yeah, uh, I also want to preface our discussion by saying, uh, spoiler alert, Oh yes, uh, should anyone have not have seen uh, season one, uh, we will be talking about some of the finer plot details that occurred uh, over the course of the season so especially the big reveals uh, mm-hmm. that happened because I mean those are important. so if you haven't watched them uh, please stop listening to us right now. go do that and then come back because or if you don't care just keep listening anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean um, it's it's all over the internet, but we just we just want to make sure you know for yeah. anybody uh, who doesn't who kind of steers away from articles like I've been doing with the Batman Arkham article, night articles, um, just uh, steer away from from this right now.
1: So. Yeah, so um, and the reason we want to do this is obviously season two has started up again. Uh, I think its second episode is out tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, I think so, yeah. So um, they had the hour long season premiere for season two uh, a couple weeks back. So. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. I was pretty vocal about the show. I had concerns before it ever started. Um, even though Dave Filoni from Star Wars The Clone Wars uh, is involved, I I had concerns that the move to Disney XD would make it a more kiddie show than uh, what The Clone Wars ended up being, which, you know, was still aimed towards a younger audience, but dealt with a lot of very core, mature themes, and... Uh,
0: and you were a big fan of the Clone Wars like I was, I, yeah?
1: I really like the Clone Wars. I think uh, I'm, I'm pleased to say that I was uh, not disappointed. Um, Star Wars Rebels, the first season was short, 13 episodes, but uh, they definitely didn't shy away from from anything. Uh, you know, all those, like, the greater themes of, like death or, um, you know, killing. Like, I mean, they do... It is a cartoon. It is Star Wars. So, I mean... <laughs> You have to assume when uh, a a tie fighter in space blows up, the guy's dead. Like, yeah, they don't... and they
0: use they use swords made of lasers, so. Yeah, yeah, that's not just like a flesh wound. That's yeah.
1: Yeah, they do still do some things like instead of saying somebody's died, they're like, "Oh, well, they're gone now." You know, they they do that kind of stuff. But I I, I was still happy to see that they didn't uh, they didn't tone it way 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 down for mm-hmm. for children or anything like that. I was I was quite impressed by that. That was uh, that was my biggest concern going into the show, and uh, thankfully, it was uh, all for
0: not. Yeah, because I mean. The, the, just talking about the Clone Wars, like, because me and you were both big fans of of the the Clone Wars, which was a little bit more like a lot of people got into saying, okay, well, it's going to be a kid show, it's an animated show, and it was really early on in the first season that we realized, you know, like this is not just for kids, this is this isn't. A- and this is for adults too. You know, it has some mature themes. Uh, they're not willing to shy away from the violence. You know, that's in the Star Wars saga already. Because I mean, Star Wars, even though it's not a violent um, saga, it's it, it's also not afraid to explore the darker sides. I mean, the Revenge of the Sith uh, was PG thirteen because of the violence of showing Anakin killing. You know, Jedi's and and showing him killing other people, and then that one scene where he walks in and kills the younglings, um, you know, it wasn't, willi- it wasn't willing to shy away from that type of stuff, but it's not also willing to show, you know, someone's, um, you know, the blood and guts and stuff like that. I mean, we do see people's heads get cut off, but uh, the cartoons have definitely toned down a little bit on that type of stuff, but this show, I, I had the same expectations for, for uh, when the Disney bought it that it was going to be a little bit more kid-oriented, but oh boy, was I wrong. Like, this show explored even darker themes than I think in the Clone Wars. I mean, it is in the first season it started to explore, you know, um, Ezra and the death of his family and how he's lived on the streets and you know, we got a little bit of snippet into Kanan who is uh, the last Padawan who by the way, if you guys are not reading his uh, comic books which are out by Marvel right now, I urge you to do so because it really expands on his story and uh yeah, I mean, it, I found I found this this, and especially the Inquisitor, man, he was he's badass, man. He was they are not afraid to you know push the limit every now and again.
1: And it also helps that they got Lucius Malfoy to play him. So I mean, you know, just. uh,
0: for a little bit of uh, Harry Potter love, right there. But they they got some good people to play. I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. is Canaan, and he's a geek in his own right. Yeah, um, he's a he's a huge huge geek. Um, I follow him on Twitter, and he's always posting about his um, stuff that he's he's playing and stuff like that. But I mean, he's really good. I gotta say, I, I love his character. I love Ezra. I love Kanan. I was really afraid I wasn't gonna like this show.
1: Yeah, me too. I I think the voice cast is really well done. I I was actually pretty impressed. Uh, Overall, but I mean, it's quite well well put together, um, you know. Which I don't know why I was afraid. I mean, the Clone Wars had really great uh, had a really great voice cast as well. They even brought back like there's the snippet uh, with uh, an older Obi Wan sending out the message, and they had uh, James Arnold Taylor come back and reprise his mm-hmm. role. Like they really, uh, the Clone Wars. It's not like they're pretending it didn't exist as a show. I mean, you could almost say this is a direct sequel in a way, if not a spiritual successor, uh, to that series.
0: Well, just just now that you mentioned that, and uh, we're just going to jump ahead quickly, um, and then we'll continue talking about what we thought about season one. But we're just going to jump ahead that they are now solidifying that in season two by bringing um, Rex. Into the mix right. now. Yes. we're not going to. We'll mention towards the end of the podcast how he comes into play, uh, because he does come into play because of another character. But we're not going to mention that right as of yet. But they do bring back some of the clones um, from the 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 Clone Wars. How they did that, um, we're not one hundred percent sure. There's been a lot of talk about uh, this um, story called the Bad Batch that uh, I'm assuming is Rex and a few other clones that did not get the Order 66, um, because in the latter part of Clone Wars, uh, it was explained that Order 66 is actually done through a chip that's inside their head, and once the order is given, it just kind of snaps and goes off. So I don't know how this... But you are right, it is almost a direct sequel to uh, Clone Wars. It's done a little bit differently in art style-wise, but it is pretty much a direct sequel, if not, like you said, spiritual sequel.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the only... I'm not a particularly big fan of CGI-style animation.
0: Now, see, Um, I love
1: the the style of the shows. I love it. Yeah, I've never been a huge fan. I just... This is the only CGI... I mean, aside from reboot, but that's you know that's old school. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this is this is the only current CGI animated show that I, that I watch. Um, the one thing that I think looked kind of terrible, the Wookies were very crappily animated. I think I don't think the CGI animation bodes well to their to their characters. But most everyone else, it kind of made sense. I mean. <sighs> The benefit, I think, of CGI, in a way, is that it, it allows you to smoothen the features of everybody. Like it, mm-hmm. you know, Everybody's distinct, but they're also kind of like, there's no finer detail. It's, it makes it a little bit easier to follow everything. Um, I think it could benefit. I mean, I think it would be a different type of show if it was traditionally animated, kind of like how they did, uh, uh, not like Star Wars the Clone Wars, but Star Wars. Clone Wars. I know that sounds really confusing but if you remember that more traditionally animated uh, series that was on...
0: You mean the Powerpuff Girls Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah like that's...
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the animation definitely sets a tone for the series and I think it's... I mean, again, the show is marketed towards a younger audience and I think the CGI animation
0: uh, definitely plays to that effect. It's not as blocky as um, the Clone Wars is. It's a little bit more smooth. Uh, instead of more, instead of right angles, it's more you know curves and smoothness. I'm not, I'm actually gonna say the I'll give you the Wookiees. The Wookiees kind of look terrible a little bit in this show, but the one thing I didn't like, and I hate to say this because you know you know how big of a fan am. I don't like the look of the lightsaber blades. Me neither. Uh... Yeah, I'm the same way,
1: and I'm not typically a big fan of uh, the lightsaber battles and how they're played out animated-wise, though I will say the final fight with uh, Ezra and Kanan and the Inquisitor was quite well done. I was quite
0: impressed with that. Um, His lightsaber's badass, man. Ezra's lightsaber, not we're on lightsabers. His lightsaber's badass, but I have... I'll I'll, we'll finish this and then I'll tell you what I think about that actual lightsaber because I have kind of a theory as to why it's like that. Oh, cool, cool. And a theory between that and Kanan, so. (laughs)
1: Um, I have to say, too, even though it was only 13 episodes, I really appreciated how each of the main cast kind of got fleshed out Mm -hmm. quite well. They all kind of had their own standout stories. Um, Except for Kanan. Yeah, but I think that plays to his more mysterious past kind of angle but um, for the most part everybody kind of had their time to shine um, I mean the first few episodes obviously deal with kind of like introducing you to these characters um, but then as it progresses you, you, you get way more in depth um, there were a couple of notable episodes I really liked the, uh, uh, the episode where uh, Kane was concerned that Ezra was heavily connected to the dark side, that was a really mm-hmm. good episode uh, and then the follow-up episode of that is where they go to the uh, to the old training grounds kind of thing, and and to you know to test Ezra to see if he uh, to see if he is able to be, become a Jedi. I thought that episode was really well done as well.
0: Um, yeah, I, I really like that episode too, and I like anything that deals with with the background of the Force and of Jedi's, and um, and they brought one of my favorite characters into this show as well, which is Grand Moff Tarkin. Well, I thought you were going to say Jar Jar, but... Fuck Jar Jar. I will always say that. Fuck Jar Jar.
1: Yeah, Tarkin was in it. I thought that was really cool. Um, he was in the Clone Wars as well. Uh he so was, it's So yeah. it's, it's kind of nice for... Especially if you're... What's nice is you don't have to have watched the Clone Wars uh, to watch the show. Uh, no. I know, I know we're comparing it a lot, but you don't have to go back and watch it. However, it's worth it. Like, you go back and watch the Clone Wars, and then watch the show, there's a lot of connecting pieces that kind of just, uh, you know, for fans who like that kind of thing. I will say one thing, too, that this show really benefited from. Like, The Clone Wars, I really felt like took a long time to kind of find its footing and find its pacing. Uh, I feel like it took a couple seasons to really kind of ramp down. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Rebels, on the other hand, it was really able to kick off and and, and run, which is really great, again, because 13 episodes is, is a short... Amount of time to kind of like find your ground in a in the first season, so I think they really did a great job of uh, uh, of doing that.
0: One thing I one thing I really like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get into my theory now as to why the lightsabers, because there is different lightsabers in this, and the lightsaber is such an iconic Star Wars thing. And for me, like everybody knows who listens to our podcast, reads our stories, I'm a huge fan. I am completely steeped into the saga, not only through the movies and the television shows, but I read the comics, I read the books. Um, so I'm and and honestly, like if anybody out there is listening to this and you want to steep yourself into it, I urge you because right now they're exploring the background of Canaan and and whatnot in books and in comic books, and this is where I get a lot of my theories and my own thoughts about it. Um, the reason we see we're now going to start seeing probably different t- styles of lightsabers, and not the traditional just hilt lightsabers, is it's a different time. You you have to understand that this is this is post Clone Wars. There's no Jedi, at least. Not, not not that we know of, not officially, not officially. And these people need to learn how to survive in a world now where it's it, it's almost like I, I compare it almost to like the Holocaust, where if you were discovered as a Jew during that time, you know, you had to learn how to survive, so a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stories in World War II where, you know, Jews would mask themselves as Nazis or Germans or anything like that to get by. So they have to adapt to their situation, and that's why a lot of people, there was a lot of fuss over Ezra's um, lightsaber, which, by the way, is a, is a double, it's a, it's a lightsaber and a blaster all in one. But he's living in a world now where he has to fight differently than what Jedis before him have fought. Uh, Jedi's before him relied on the Force and lightsabers, but now you're fighting against this huge enemy. So I really like the fact that they're doing that and making it um, th- showing that these people are adapting to their current situations. And uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really really cool, and I could talk about it all day. But I, uh, I think too with uh, with
1: Ezra's lightsaber, uh, I think it kind of shows as well. Like typically when you see especially in the prequel films or in, like, any of the prior uh, the prior things, you kind of see that uh, the Jedi, the Padawans from a very young age are taken, and they're indoctrinated into this very unique set, privileged lifestyle almost to kind of learn their way through. You know, everything's kind of set for them. They have their, like, unique regimen. Whereas Ezra, you know, he's from the streets meeting up with Kanan. Like, it's not, he doesn't, he's not getting that same the same like standard teaching you know and he already has his own unique way of fighting and surviving and I think his lightsaber just kind of uh, amplifies that personality traits
0: so just quickly um, I just want to talk about the other characters too because I mean we've talked a lot about Kanan and Ezra which obviously are the principal uh, stars of the the show but I want to talk about just quickly about the other characters and what you thought about them Um, I personally really liked uh, Sabine who Mm -hmm. is a Mandalorian actually and, uh, you know, the way she's really artsy and, you know, jumps around. So, I mean, that that's kind of cool. So they kind of harken back, you know, to the Mandalorians and the Clone Wars and, um, you know, Boba Fett and all that with the way she looks and whatnot. Um, then you have Hera and Zeb. And uh, one and and actually, the one character that really took off and got really popular was Chopper. Mm, yeah, so, Chopper's
1: pretty cool. Yeah, so, well, I mean, cool. I mean, he's another... He's another uh, astromech droid unit, but
0: uh, much more personality.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's the R two D two of of Star Wars Rebels. Obviously,
0: obviously, and then and then they bring in other characters. You know, uh, Bail Organa is there at one point. Um, There is talk that Lando Calrissian has kind of come into it later on. Um, If if you if anybody watched the beginning of the first episode, if they watched the second. Rerun of that episode. Darth Vader is actually in at the beginning, who is voiced by James Earl Jones. Um, So it shows, you know, Darth Vader is behind it all, obviously. But now, at the end of this wonderful season, we got to see somebody who is a very popular character reintroduced into the series, and I am super excited. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you to announce it, Jason, because I was super excited when this happened.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Ahsoka Tano, uh is is in Star Wars Rebels, which was really cool. It alive was alive uh, and well. Uh, yeah, alive and well. I really like how um, throughout peppered throughout the season, um, she was kind of playing in the shadows. She was a character that uh, Hera and Kanan were involved with. Um Falcrum. Fulcrum, yeah, and, you know, you never could hear the voice or anything, it was always disguised, never saw them on screen, and then, bam, in the season finale, uh, it's Ahsoka, alive and well, uh, hooray, and, of course, that leads to really big questions like, oh, shit, like, her and Vader, you know, what's gonna happen, you know, that that was that's, a, that's now the huge the huge tag of the show is, like, obviously they're going to have to come in contact. I think with Star Wars, what's really hard, too, is that you have the movies which are already established. So, obviously, like, in the later films and the prequels, Ahsoka's never mentioned, not once. No. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to introduce a character like that and ingrain it into the story fluidly. So the question is now, like, well, why isn't she, like, coming yeah. to Hope? You know, she's obviously not there. Where does she go? Does she die? Maybe is she going to be like a live character in the new Star Wars films? Like, you know, it, there's a lot of open possibilities here. I, I, I wouldn't count her character being killed off or anything like that as a, as a, as the immediate the immediate go
0: to for what. Uh, what have you watched done. Have you watched the first episode of season two yet? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay, I I haven't, but I know um, of a scene in it that um, they're in space and Darth Vader kind of reaches out through the Force and realizes that Ahsoka of oh, the Apprentice lives.
1: Yeah, well, she's... her. I'll describe the scene and spoilers for the season premiere of uh, of season two, <laughs> guys apparently, but uh, yeah, I mean, there is a scene where her and Kanan are trying to figure out why they're, they're in a space battle with Vader. Uh, Vader's taking on this whole... Uh, This whole armada by himself, basically. Uh, So they're trying to, and they're trying to like. Ahsoka realizes, like, wow, like this guy is really connected to the Force, and they're trying to figure out how connected. And in doing so, she deeply touches this dark evil, and it like basically knocks her out. And Vader realizes, oh, the apprentice lives. Shit, that's that's my well, Anakin's apprentice kind of thing, right? So. Um, and it's played off really well, like, you know, Vader obviously knows that it's Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka doesn't lead on that she knows who it is, but it's kind of played off that, you know, there's obviously more to tell than what she's suggesting. Um, but it just begs the question again, like, what will happen with these characters? Because
0: I honestly think that Ahsoka is going to stay as a, um in the show and in in the books. We are taught, we theorize that Ahsoka is the end of season one in a fight between Vader, but Ahsoka is a popular character. Will she remain through the entire series? We don't know. Uh, I hope so.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, and see what happens. Go check it out. It's definitely worth the watch. Uh, and don't let the Disney XD tag kind of scare you away from it. Check it out. Check out the show. Uh, it's definitely worthwhile, uh, whether you're a Star Wars fan or not. Give it a watch. Um, season one, you can easily find it online by illicit means. You can probably go buy the season two. You know, if you want to be, if you want to be like that. Um, otherwise, uh, it's it's definitely worthwhile to check out. Whether you're Star Wars, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's 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 definitely good. Especially if you watch the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, give it a watch. Um, Otherwise, guys, that's our opinions on the show. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. So uh, give us a comment. Let us know what you thought about Star Wars Rebels, uh, if you agree, disagree. Um, And as always, check back to our site, thoseguysgeek.com, for all the latest and greatest on Star Wars and everything else in their culture. And we'll see you or talk to you next week.